good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be. I hope you have blue skies and a smile in your heart. Welcome to that other lifestyle podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the weird sides of this wild lifestyle. Please head over to our website, thatotherlifestyle.com, to find our blog and merchandise store. You can also find our group on stc.com. Subscribe, comment, like, and all that good jazz. Disclaimer time. This podcast is for adults only. It is not safe for work. We will be discussing topics of an adult and sexual nature for 18 years and up only, and for entertainment purposes only. I also try to be as inclusive with my language and terms as I can. It can be challenging to formulate and write and say all the inclusive terms in every instance. For simplicity's sake and time management, I may use terms like husband or wife or partner or spouse for the purpose of the narrative I am sharing. This podcast is for everyone, though, no matter your background, gender identity, gender expression, or whatever truth you may be living, everyone is welcome. Let's talk about your Johnson, member, pecker, membrum viral, phallus. Based on overwhelming input from my lady friends, I decided to do an episode specifically dedicated to the dangly bits. We'll be looking at this from a heteronormative lens today, though this advice could and does apply to anyone who may have a flesh tube, no matter how they identify. This episode is mostly for newbies. I want to walk you through some possible scenarios and drop the great truths on you. These are the great truths that I wish had been shared with me when we started. For experienced people, hang around because you might learn a little bit of knowledge too. When I asked my friends for feedback on this topic, the knowledge and the tips and the advice, they all shared was very appreciated and I want to share it all with you, the dear listener. I will be dropping some truths about the lifestyle on you today and topics that are never discussed enough, which I want to make sure I make that point early on. These topics impact both men and women. You are in a hobby that requires performance from all sides, be it in a foursome or an orgy or other. As with most topics, a story narrative can help set the stage. Today, we are in the shoes of Tim and his wife, Marg. They are new to the lifestyle. Just made a profile, starting interacting with a couple. They are texting and sexting and trying to figure out how to navigate the lifestyle. There is so much we can dive into at this stage, but today, I want to focus on one specific item. The schlong. Tim's member, your member, the tallywhacker, one-eyed willy, purple-headed monster. If you find it strange listening to a podcast for half an hour about dicks, you ain't seen nothing yet in the lifestyle. This is tame by comparison to most conversations. Tim and Marge have booked a date with a couple for Saturday night. It's Tuesday. Five days of stress and excitement are in the card. And talking to Tim, or the husband in the equation, you have five days to figure out a bunch of facts about your rod of power. But you think it's my dick. I've had it my whole life. I know everything about it. I touched at least once an hour to make sure it's still there. We had great times together, like when I masturbated seven times in one day back in high school. Your dick is attached to you. You are friends. Dare I say best friends. When you need it, he is there for you. When you don't need him, he's still there for you. Every time Marge has wanted to be intimate all these years, he has shown up for duty. You have a stellar history of functional penis time. Learn this truth, my friend. Your penis will fail you. There will be moments when it does not work. This is foreshadowing, by the way. Back to Tim as he gets ready for his date. Tim needs to shave. You need to shave. No one wants to go down on a 70-style bush between your leg. Do you need it to be bare down there? No, probably not. Get the clippers with a guard. Use a guard. Oh, please use the guard. Those little metal teeth on the clippers will leave the gnarliest gash, and then there's blood everywhere, and you're screaming, and you can't wear pants for a week. Trim up the area with the clippers, lowest setting. I say this because if you use a razor, you may have razor burn or ingrown hairs, and I promise, no woman wants to be staring at that when she is face to penis. And shave your balls. 
gently and delicately. If this is the first time you're cleaning up your garden, shame on you. You're an adult. Keep it trimmed at all times. And again, you don't have to be smooth and bare, but a trim is appreciated. Get an exfoliator cream. Use it all over the crotchal area. Makes the skin nice and smooth. And while you're trimming, don't forget the taint. Slap some lotion on your little buddy from time to time, too. He appreciates that. Going into the date, Tim needs to know a personal fact about himself. You do, too. Refractory period. After men ejaculate, there is a period of time, could be 10 minutes, could be 10 hours, until he is capable of maintaining an erection again. Learn your refractory period. You may have never thought of this. I get it. With one, with your partner, you pop one time, roll over, go to sleep. Think about that in a swinger setting. You pop one time with another woman and then you're done? That's it? No. You went through all the effort of setting up the date and going on the date and all the other activities. Enjoy the experience. You can go multiple rounds, believe it or not. You can go multiple times a night. Practice with your wife. Set aside a night and have sex every hour on the hour. You will both love it. You may want to and need to go a second or third round on a date. Figure out how long it takes for you to regain an erection ahead of time. Probably a good idea to share it with the other couple as well, as in, hey, normally my first round is short, which is totally normal, by the way, and I have about a 20-minute refractory period, and then I can go again. Set expectations. This is not weird. It is good. Do not be the guy that pops off after two minutes, then wants to go home because you got yours and everyone else is still going. I have no idea, and I don't think science can tell you how to lower your refractory period. Being healthy appears to help. Having a normal BMI appears to help. There are no pills or supplements that you can take that will lower the duration of your refractory period. The best advice is to know how long yours is and be prepared. Plus, however long your personal refractory period is means you have time. You've got time to use your tongue and other parts, like fingers, to keep the action going. Men are self-conscious about their penises. This is a fact. Men are self-conscious about their dicks in the same manner women are self-conscious about their bodies. Our whole focus is on our little floppy willies and our value as a human based on the particular dimensions of the body part that is 99% determined by genetics. Here's the truth. Your penis is fine. The size is fine. Porn has broken your brain. I know you watch porn and you see guys swinging around 8 or 9 inches or bigger or what appears to be 8 or 9 inches and suddenly you think you're not enough. Your standard issue dick is not enough to ever please a woman because in the porn the women are screaming like banshees. Or the other part, the man seems to go forever, like 10 minutes non-stop just fucking away. You know this isn't real, right? You could last 1 minute or 10 minutes. Everything is normal in that range. Dealing with premature ejaculation is a whole nother episode for the future. Right now, don't stress about your duration and don't stress about your size. The average size of a penis is between 5 and 6 inches. Do you fall in that range? Congratulations, is a dick. A perfectly serviceable dick. If women really cared about penis size, then through evolution, bigger dicks would have been favored over the course of human history, with only the biggest dicked men procreating, thereby creating humans with 14-inch dicks flopping past their kneecaps. Obviously, that didn't happen. So maybe the 5 to 6 inches is actually the size most women prefer based on science and logic. There are outliers. A population of women really do like bigger or maybe they prefer girth. This is a personal preference and there is nothing wrong with it. I'm here to tell you, though, in most cases, women prefer the body and the personality attached to the dick instead of how many inches you got. You know that porn is fake, right? Go look up female porn star measurements. Most are under like five foot three. The reason is that small women make average men look bigger. And the camera angle matters. Looking down on the dick makes it look bigger. All these little tricks to convince you that you're not enough. You do not have to be the biggest man in the room. You need to separate your self-esteem from your dick size.
You will be around other naked men in the lifestyle. Dicks will be bigger and dicks will be smaller. I can tell you it does not matter at all one bit. Based on my admittedly small sample survey of the lifestyle ladies I know, the overwhelming response when asked about dick size was, meh. The man it is attached to matters so much more. Big deal, you have nine inches. If you're a jerk and you smell and can't hold a conversation, your extra inches will never touch a woman. Your dick size should not be your primary selling point as a partner. I have seen men with big dicks get turned down left and right because they're jerks, and the only positive they can offer a woman is a couple of inches of flesh. It's like trying to sell someone a rusted out beat up car with really nice tires. Anyway, back to Tim. The night of the date is here. Tim has shaved his balls. Tim also took a shower prior to the date. And I know this sounds dumb, but someone out there needs to hear this. Take a shower, wash your balls before a date or before you play with another couple. No woman wants the smell of balls floating around the room. Your balls stink, wash them. And there's also a hygiene reason. Clean dicks are happy dicks and make vaginas happy. Dirty dicks are sad dicks and can transfer unwanted bacteria into a vagina and make vaginas sad. And something else, wash your dick between partners. If possible, hop in the shower and rinse off. If you have sex with a woman and jump into it with a different woman, you're transferring body fluids from one woman to the other woman. It happens even with a condom. That action can mess up a woman's vaginal pH levels and lead to some unpleasantness, so shower if you can. Back to Tim and Marge out on the date. They meet the other couple at a restaurant. Tim has a drink to calm his nerves. And then another drink to ease conversation. And then a third drink because he's still nervous. And then a fourth drink and a fifth drink because sure, why not? Tim fucked up. Tim fucked up bad. I will tell you why in a minute. Any experienced swinger out there listening to this story knows that Tim fucked up. The date goes great. Everyone goes to a hotel for fun. Did I mention Tim fucked up? Our quartet are in the hotel room, ready for the carnal embrace and to release the sexual tension that has been building for a week. The other husband and Marge are progressing together. Tim and the other wife begin making out. Tim notices a disturbing lack of sensation in a very important area. No big deal, right? Little Timmy will come around. He always has, right? I named her main character Tim just so I could say Little Timmy at this point. They progress. Clothes come off. Strangely, still no sensation at this point in Little Timmy. Like he's in a coma. All the sexy thoughts in the world will not wake up Tim's dick. No amount of touching or caressing or mouth play will wake that dick up. Tim has a panic attack. This has never happened before. Never in his life has Little Timmy failed Big Timmy. Oh no. What does he do? Maybe it was the alcohol. Remember when I said Tim fucked up? Yep, right around the third drink was when he fucked up. Your dick will fail you. There will be moments in the lifestyle when you are in front of a beautiful woman or man or whoever you may be attracted to, when the almighty sword of fornication will not work. I promise this will happen. Accept it now. No matter how much bravado you think you have, no matter how big your ego, there will be a day, maybe not tomorrow or the day after, but there will be a moment when you are unable to achieve an erection. Might be due to too much alcohol or nerves or excitement or a medical reason. It will happen as sure as the sun will come up tomorrow. The important thing is to investigate, mitigate, and plan. In our story about Tim, I can tell you what happened. Because I wrote it, and this reason is very common. Alcohol. Ever heard of whiskey dick? It is real. See also vodka dick and tequila dick and beer dick. I promise it's real and I've seen it happen. A man gets nervous or just consumes over his normal limit, and that penis ain't working for nothing for like 12 hours. Zero reaction, which is probably the worst reason for it to fail a completely avoidable situation. Me and other men I know do not drink on dates. If I know that sexy time is a possibility, I just won't drink. Simple. I know what alcohol does to my body, and for me, I'm not taking the chance. I'm on a date to engage in physical relations with another couple, 
why would I shoot myself in the foot, or wiener in this case, by drinking too much? I have a rule, and I suggest you adopt it too. Either I drink, or I play, never together. Partly because alcohol does mess with your ability to accurately perceive a situation and consent, and because it will affect your ability to perform. I understand you get nervous and think a little bit might calm you down. A little bit. One shot is way different than five shots or ten beers. Keep your head in the game and eye on the prize. Remember why you're in this hobby. You can get drunk with the boys on any Friday night. Tonight, though, you're on a date with another couple and based on conversations leading up to this moment, the expectation is sex. You owe it to the other couple and your spouse to be in a state to perform. For Tim in this situation, he has a few options. He needs to be honest and say, I'm unable to perform, which may cause sour feelings in the other couple. They showed up for an adventure and you let them down. It sucks. It really sucks. If Tim is capable and can sober up, he still has fingers and a tongue to do something with. That's only if the other wife and husband are okay with that, which leads me to the bus rule. As a couple, you can figure out ahead of time what you will do in that situation when either penis having adult cannot perform. Have that conversation ahead of time and not in the moment. My wife and I did and we came up with the bus rule. The bus rule is everyone rides the bus together, which means all four people are on board and consenting and ready. The bus stops when one person wants to get off, which means if a single person in the foursome is uncomfortable or wants to stop the action, the bus stops. The bus only goes forward if there are two drivers, which means both men are capable and ready for action. You can make exceptions as needed. Maybe one guy just watches or turns into a threesome of some sort or throw it out completely and do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Back to dicks. Rewinding the story, we're back at the restaurant and Tim doesn't drink. Proceeding to the hotel, everyone is getting frisky. Tim is making out with the other wife. And again, no sensation from little Timmy. So it ain't the alcohol this time. This time, Tim is nervous. Tim is so nervous he might get nauseous. Yes, nerves can keep your Johnson from reporting for duty. This might blow newbies' minds, but yes, there are situations where your mental state can affect your ability to get an erection. I know the stereotype that all you have to do is look at a dick or look at a man with spicy eyes, and it gets hard. Maybe when you're 20. We ain't talking about 20-year-olds here. Most people in the lifestyle are in their 40s, so yeah, the mental aspect can very much screw with you. This might be easier to deal with than whiskey dick. It is perfectly normal to be nervous when approaching an intimate situation with a person other than your spouse. You're okay. I feel intimidation can be a factor from the male perspective. Women are walking glory and erotic power. All of you. Tim, are you, needs to relax. Breathe in, breathe out. Slow down. Enjoy the moment. Men need foreplay too. What? You mean we aren't always just ready? No, men are not. Taking time for foreplay, serious foreplay, can help calm the spirit and the mind. What does that look like? Take a few more minutes making out. Take a few more minutes getting undressed. Take time. Let the emotions and the nerves settle. Best analogy is when you throw a stone into a pond, there's a splash and ripples. Those ripples will spread out to the edges of the pond, and then the water will be still again. Same principle. Let the ripples of each moment dissipate before you progress. If you take off your clothes, let that moment sit and breathe. If you aren't in a hurry, why rush it? Rushing leads to nervous energy, and we are actively fighting off discordant energy at this point. I also want to mention condoms. Men will say they can't use condoms, or they can't get hard if they're wearing a condom, or may lose their erection due to the feeling of a condom. You need to use condoms in the lifestyle, unless it's been agreed upon ahead of time with the other couple, and that is a much bigger discussion than I am willing to cover today. Speaking of condoms, did you know that different brands of condoms fit better than others? Just as every dick is shaped different, some condoms are shaped different. 
Find a brand that fits you well, not too tight, not too loose. If you are having problems wearing a condom, the answer is to practice. Go buy a box, have sex with your wife, and get used to the sensation. The usage of condoms is a deal breaker for a lot of couples. We all need to mitigate the risk of STIs, and condoms are a simple solution. Get used to wearing one with your wife, so when the time comes to wear a condom with someone else, you're able to deal with the situation and not throw up your hands in frustration. Condoms can even help numb the overall sensations on the penis and allow you to go longer. See, I have all kinds of useful tips today. Back to Tim. He can't get hard. His nerves are getting the better of him. I would recommend Tim or you say something. Don't hide it or punch yourself in the dick or go hide out in the bathroom and pray to whatever deity you think gives out hard dicks in that moment or run away leaving your wife half-dressed in a hotel room with the other couple while everyone tries to awkwardly decipher the situation and you're hiding in the elevator panting frantically. Speak up. Say you're nervous. Say you may need help. Slow down. Let the water in the pond settle. Then there's pacing. Tim gets hard, but he looks over and sees the other husband and March have progressed to penetration, and he still has his underwear on, and maybe the other wife wants to go faster or slower, or something. Tim's head spins, and whoop, dick goes off. Get out of your head right now that you have to keep pace with the other set of humans in the room. Go at your own pace. And guys, we need to be good cheerleaders for other men. This sounds strange, but no stranger than anything else I talk about. If you're in a situation where the other husband can't perform, be his cheerleader. Help him. Maybe not physically necessarily, but emotionally and mentally. Be okay with taking a break. If you see the other per- other husband maybe having trouble and struggling, recognize the situation and address it kindly and sincerely. Poor Tim. I keep beating up on him and I am not done yet. Let's say Tim just can't perform. What Tim does after is vitally important to Tim and Marge's success and longevity in the lifestyle. It sucks. I can't offer advice for every specific scenario, but I can offer something. Ask for redemption. Do not get mad. Do not get embarrassed and run away. Ask for redemption. The other couple are under no obligation to agree to your request, especially if this whole date was super complicated to set up. But you can offer and ask for redemption. Another time. It gives you time to recenter yourself, put your head back in the game. And another foible of all this no one talks about? Tim may not climax. The sex is good, really good, hot, nasty, sweaty, grunting, bed-shaking kind of sex. And Tim just doesn't finish. Stays hard the whole time, but he never gets that little tickle down there that indicates we've reached the top of the roller coaster and it is about to launch. This is normal too. If you're new to all this, you may be thinking, how is that possible? How is it possible to have sex and never climax? You always climax with your wife. The reasons are varied and no definitive answer. Maybe Tim is using some Jedi-level mind control. Maybe he has awesome muscle control. Maybe Tim chooses to only climax with his wife. Maybe Tim has explosive orgasms and grunts and makes an elvis sneer when it happens. If this is you, you need to share this during the unfun conversation. It's nothing major. Share that you're prone to not ejaculating with anyone except your wife. Done! Now the other wife knows what to expect. Based on feedback I have received from my lady friends... They do like it when a man climaxes. It means he enjoyed himself. The ladies like it because they think I did that. And not speaking for all women, just the ones I talked to about this episode. Ladies like it when a man has an orgasm. There's this persnickety thought that may cross their minds if a man does not climax. Like, oh, is he really attracted to me? Or is there something wrong with me? For the ladies, it it has nothing to do with you. For some men, just don't climax. It just doesn't happen. Nothing for the ladies to internalize. Again, it just happens. 
Maybe Tim is self-conscious about his stamina and duration and makes a conscious effort to prolong it. Porno brain strikes again. Besides making men self-conscious about their size, the other terribleness about porn is making men think that they need to last somewhere between an hour and three hours hard nonstop. This is wrong. You know porn is all lies, right? When you watch a porn and the guy goes on forever, two possible reasons. Editing and drugs. For editing, remember how I talked about refractory period? When you watch a porn, all you see is one continuous shot of two people having sex, which is not reflective of reality at all. With editing, the producer can make three seven-minute sessions look like one long 20-minute session. You don't see when the guy takes a break. You don't see him walk around, getting a snack, waiting for the refractory period to end. You don't see it because it's boring. You will see it in the lifestyle, though. I know guys who may only last two minutes, stay hard, and keep going after climax. There are men who may last two minutes and their refractory period lasts an hour. There are men who can stay hard for an hour and never orgasm. This is all normal. Totally normal within the human experience. The other reason men appear to last forever in porn is drugs. They take drugs. They have drugs at their disposal in order to maintain erections. I am not a doctor. The only medical advice I will offer you is to talk to your doctor or primary care physician about any concerns you may have about the dreaded erectile dysfunction. Ain't it weird how no one talked about ED until Viagra normalized the conversation with constant ads showing happy men playing in a jug band in a, in a bar or a happy couple sitting in bathtubs in their front yards? The hell does sitting in a tub in your front yard have to do with ED? Talk to your doctor. You need to share that you're in the lifestyle. Your doctor needs to know what you're doing so they can recommend the appropriate care, including testing for STIs and medications for ED. Again, I am not a doctor. I can tell you what is out there, but I am no substitute, nor am I trying to be a replacement for proper medical conversations. In the lifestyle, most men use ED medications. As I write this and read this, I don't want to say ED erectile dysfunction over and over again, because it's kind of bullshit. Saying ED implies that there is something wrong with the fact that you can't get it up at a moment's notice like when you're 15. I will now call for what it is, temporary floppy penis. Being unable to perform is usually temporary unless you have a medical condition, which is valid, which again, talk to your doctor. But yeah, usually temporary brought on by stress or outside factors or your brain fighting against you. Swinging back to men in porn. It is an open secret in the porn industry that male performers use performance-enhancing drugs like Viagra and Cialis and Trimex. Go Google it, fall down the rabbit hole. In the lifestyle, men use these drugs. Most men are very open about using them. They help when you need it, and there's no shame in using them. It's funny when you talk to newbies or talk to people about when they started, men say the same phrase, I don't need that. Oh, sweet bravado. Oh, you confident, stupid bastard. Then they run into the same situations as poor Tim ran into in our store and realize the drugs help. Men in the lifestyle may use medications like Viagra or Cialis as insurance. It's not that you need help getting into the game. You want insurance that you can stay in the game. When it's 3 a.m. and you need to go a fifth round, a little insurance is nice. Viagra is a quick-acting medication. Pop the pill and you have a reaction shortly after that. The reaction timing can be dependent on food or alcohol, though. Other options are a daily pill like Cialis, and then there's the one most porn stars use, Trimex. Have you heard of Trimex? Most people in the vanilla world have never heard of this. Trimex is a magical shot you administer into the shaft of your penis and you are hard. The medication is a mix of three different drugs, hence tri-mix. You stay hard. You stay hard for hours or until you administer the antidote into your penis. 
If you're suddenly balking at the idea of an injection into your penis, I can promise you being unable to get hard on a date with another couple will change your mind. With any of these medications, but Trimex in particular, you know all those TV ads say if you have an erection lasting more than four hours, seek medical attention? And I know you've heard the ad on TV, and I know you thought, there's no way I could stay hard for four hours. There is a way you can stay hard for four hours, and if you're hard for more than four hours, you better get to an emergency room. And if you're going to see your doctor talk about medication to help you, also ask to get your testosterone checked, especially if you're over 35. Nothing to be ashamed of. Testosterone naturally decreases as you age. Good news is there are solutions. I can't dive into all the symptoms of low testosterone here. You can find it on the internet. You might be surprised which ones apply to you and ask your wife for input. In porn, you don't see the moment when the guy shoots magic super drug into his dick. You don't see the behind the scenes where everyone is chilling, having a snack between scenes. You don't see the woman get tired of being pounded on for four hours with no relief. Porn is not real. Thinking that only men with giant dicks can make ladies scream and holler is wrong too. 99% of that is performance on the ladies' part. Your standard issue dick is sufficient. Women like it. And the whole focus of this adventure is not for you to get it in, by the way. That is the last step on a very long and fun journey. I hope I've taught you some useful facts about your little Timmy, Knob, Anaconda, Dong. Don't mix alcohol and playing. Find a condom that fits. Take your time and relax and enjoy the ride. Your dick is not a selling feature. It is standard and a good dick. And women appreciate the whole person attached to the dick. And porn is not real. Thank you for joining us today. If you like the show, please subscribe and check out our website, thatotherlifestyle.com, where you can find our blog and merchandise store. Consider signing up for our mailing list so you're always the first to know what is going on with That Other Lifestyle. I always appreciate hearing your feedback and comments on episodes or suggestions for topics, so feel free to reach out to me. Subscribe and like wherever you may be enjoying this podcast because that is a huge help to me. My personal disclaimer, I am not a medical professional nor a trained and certified educator of any kind. I am a guy with a microphone sharing my personal experiences with you. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and please join us for the next episode. Whatever you may do today, I hope you have a fantastic time doing it. Know that you are appreciated and loved. Have a great day.